0: The Ain't No Fang Podcast from Arizona Sports. Ain't no fang. All I do is Arizona Sports NLCS post game special on ninety eight seven and the Arizona Sports app.
1: Everybody hands go, go, go up
0: and they stay there.
2: victory in Game 7 of the NLCS. The Arizona Diamondbacks are heading back to the World Series. For the first time since 2001, and we all know what happened in 2001. Steve Zinsmeister and Mitch Varela, this with you on what we're basically calling the Arizona Sports World Series Special. It's supposed to be the NLCS post-game
0: special, but yes, sorry to the big voice that put in all the work to have the nice liner, but this I is a World Series special now, baby. I
2: feel like when you clinch, you know, it's time to change the title. That's just how I feel tonight. That's how we all feel tonight, to be honest with you. And we are Snakes taking alive. Your, we are taking your calls on the postgame show. Six oh two two six zero nine eight seven zero. The phones are jammed because
0: everybody's excited to talk about this one. Snakes alive. I'm holding in this up my series. sign to our camera. Alex can't see it, but I'm holding up the sign to my individual camera for later. So the people know, Snake's alive. Are we ready to check in with Alex Weiner, live from Citizens Bank? I got a shoulder tap from Felisa. I'm just going to turn around real quick. Felisa. Okay, I got a thumbs up from Felisa. I'm looking at Alex. Can Sweet. I get a thumbs up from Alex just to make sure he's good to go? I love that you're on video gonna... chat with him. <laughs> this is radio, bro. I mean, you can join this video chat, too. <laughs> oh, I, 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 told you not, I told you not to because oh, I don't want okay. the sound going back. But um, Fair enough. All right, let's not waste any more time. Alex Weiner, our lead Diamondbacks writer for Arizona Sports and one half of the Ain't No Fang podcast, which... If you're listening to that right now, hi, welcome. I'm invading. Alex, the Diamondbacks are going to the World Series.
1: Go. Wow. Um, It's pretty remarkable. I mean, it's a crazy story. It's a great story. I mean, for a team that battled back from being as low as you can get with 110 losses to kind of build yourself back up and then kind of be like the embodiment of just to get in and see what happens— Um, to accomplish something like this. It's, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, ton of emotion, obviously down there in the, in the clubhouse after the game with the celebrations and um, yeah, I mean just this game, they were just the better team for the last couple of games and it was going to be a tall task to be down three, two in a series come into Philadelphia when both games on the road in this environment. But um, they, they were the better team in both games and tonight just, the execution was there as far as um, you know, getting guys in, some runners in scoring position with runners on base. The bullpen was terrific again. Brandon fought did a good job of sort of bending but not breaking with his outing. And going you know, to the World Series, it's it's crazy to think about, especially given sort of the ups and downs of their regular season. But um, like can you imagine thinking after the nine game losing streak in August that they'd be going to the World Series, but You know, it's it's one of those things. I think I've said it before, but at their best, they proved that they can beat the best and they played their close to their best baseball last couple of days and got it done.
0: I was going to ask you some questions about the game, but I just want to tangent for a second because you mentioned the clubhouse celebration. You're you're actually looking pretty dry. Uh, How did the champagne celebration go from your perspective?
1: Uh, it was more beer than champagne, I will say that. But uh, uh, there, was a, there was a moment where Geraldo Perdomo wiped off his phone on my jackets. That was fun. The jacket's definitely more wet than, than, than the sweater is. So, That's um, awesome. But yeah, no, it was, it was cool being down there. Definitely a ton of cigar smoke. But uh, yeah, deserved. Definitely deserved.
2: I feel like as much as it would have been great for the Diamondbacks to win this series at home, we obviously know they didn't have home field advantage, but it almost feels sweeter to do it in Philadelphia, not just to stick it to Philadelphia fans, but to prove that you can overcome the difficult environment that they provide in Philadelphia. It's one of the the best in baseball. It's one of the best in sports. And the fact that the Diamondbacks were able to win the last two games back up against the wall in an environment like that, I think speaks volumes of this team and moving forward into the World Series, they're going to need to be able to win games on the road.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, Mike Hazen, Mike Hazen speaking to us after the game. um, That was one of the messages there is if you want to get to where you want to go, you're going to have to win games in environments like this. And so. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, this crowd, I mean it was it was very different the first two games compared to the last two games. Um, and you know, the Diamondbacks, you know, in, in game six to jump on them early and then never relent, you know, that changed the atmosphere. In this game, they got down two to one and grabbed the lead right back, added to it, and then it was just growing, growing tension and frustration um down the stretch of this game for the fans. And some people were leaving before the game was even over it just kind of felt like it was over and um just a ton of poise from the younger guys i mean orbit carroll monster game gabriel moreno comes through again brandon fought like i mentioned you know not his best but he got a ton of swing and miss he struck out seven guys and he got out of a few jams um so yeah it was just another huge day for the younger players and to do it in this kind of a stage um it proves that they can win anywhere and now they'll go to texas which will be a little bit different i'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit but yeah, it's uh, it was yeah it was a, a heck of a performance to say the least.
0: Alex Weiner, our lead Diamondbacks writer, joining us from Citizens Bank Park in Philly, where it is it's been empty probably for a few hours, I would say, because fans, as you mentioned, wanted to get a head start.
1: Um, I want to ask there, you was that, a, there was a couple heck there was a couple hecklers when when they were on the stage getting the trophy. Oh, that's for sure. a oh,
0: boo hoo! There they are a bunch of crybabies. Anyway, I want to ask you about Cattell Marte, who we talked about last night and how meaningful he has been to this run. And he got literally rewarded with it tonight with the NLCS MVP. What does it? What does it say about how where Cattell has come from to get to this point where he is right now?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, he was kind of the the no brainer pick, right? I mean, huge series. He extends his hitting streak today. Tough few at bats to start his game, admittedly, but um, delivers a double that leads to them getting an insurance run. And um, yeah, I mean, Cattell. you know, you know, the first off season that Mike Hazen takes over and that front office takes over, they trade for Catel Marte and Taiwan Walker. And, you know, he's been a mainstay on this team and it hasn't always been the smoothest A tremendous. 2019, 2020 was weird. 2021, 2022, we kind of played through some injuries. He missed a ton of games in 2021 this year. He's been healthy and um, you can kind of see what a fully healthy season from Catel Marte looks like. And, um, you know, he's counted on at the top of the lineup and, you know, throughout these postseason when he's given the opportunity. through.
2: We're talking to Alex Weiner live from Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia after game seven as the Diamondbacks will head to the World Series. And so will Alex, uh, <laughs> who's covering the team for us on the road, no matter where they end up going. Alex goes with them. Um, Alex, let's talk about the bullpen and the dominance that they've provided. Can you just walk everybody through how the Diamondbacks went from having one of the most average bullpens in baseball throughout the regular season, and all of a sudden we get into September and then October and postseason baseball, and it's one of the most locked-down bullpens there is in the game right now?
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy how they did it. I mean, it's totally unorthodox how they did it, Um, and it was pretty savvy, so you know, to start off the season, obviously they, they go in without a closer, they do closer by committee. They brought in Andrew Chafin and Scott McGuff and Miguel Castro. And, um, you know, you're right. It had a, you know, it's ups and it's downs, um, struggling in the ninth inning. So they get Paul Seawald at the trade deadline that moves Kevin Ginkle into the permanent setup man role, because at that point he was really coming on, got a couple of saves at that point. And then they kind of lucked out and finding Ryan Thompson, who, was let go by the Tampa Bay Rays and has been a revelation for the Diamondbacks as sort of the sixth or seventh inning guy. They call up Andrew Saul Frank in September, and all of a sudden the bullpen that looked a little shallow has got a legitimate back end that's, you know, good enough to make the World Series. And tonight it was tremendous. And Kevin Ginkle, I mean, to come in, gets a couple of outs after he's put into a tough situation. Saul Frank, tough series for Andrew Saul Franky. Gets the first strikeout, walks the next two guys, including the nine-hole hitter, Christian Pache, who came in as a pinch hitter. And Kevin Ginkle comes in you know, for Trey Turner and Bryce Harper, I mean, of all people, and gets the job done. Those two went 0 for 8 in this game, and that was a big reason why the Phillies lost. And Ginkle comes back out again and strikes out the side, slider, 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 um, to to end all three strikeouts. So uh, another just monster performance from him. Steewald comes in. And again, Seawalt clean. He has been awesome for them this postseason. I mean, that's the sixth day of the postseason. So, um, yeah, it's it's a unit that needs to be good in order for them to go as far as they want to go. And it's been um, everything they could have hoped for.
0: I don't want to make it sound like I'm being somewhat picky. And we're very much in a celebratory mood. Of course, they're going to the World Series. But at the same time, the Diamondbacks are going to the World Series. This was not a perfect series for Arizona. So focusing just on what areas they need to focus on the most, if you were to pick one, what do you think they need to work on the most before facing Texas on Friday
1: um, I don't know if work on necessarily obviously they lost three to four start three to four games started by Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly um, you wouldn't think that would happen again right. Um so we'll see what they get out of. Zach Allen, again, he, he pitched pretty well in his first two postseason games against the Brewers and Dodgers. It just, um, not a great series execution wise for him and, you know, offensively, not everybody got going, um, it's a tough series for Christian Walker, um, tough series for Tommy Pham, except for the home run. So, you know, a couple of those guys get going, then, you know, you're, you're looking a lot better. I, I think they looked a lot more like themselves the last couple of games, just in how they were playing they got the running game going. They were moving guys over, um, today, especially, I mean, that was a, a huge focal point in this game and Corbin Carroll came alive, made a couple of tweaks with the bat and, um, had a three hit performance and a sacrifice fly. So as long as he's humming at the top of the lineup, uh, if they can get some more out of some of those middle of the lineup guys, and then, um, you know, with their aces pitch a little bit better, I, I guess Merrill Kelly was, was quite good, at, uh, especially in game six, but, um, if they get a little bit more out of gallon, then you know, there, there's, there's, there's room there um, that we've seen all season. Um, so it's, it's nothing too far-fetched.
2: We're talking with Alex Weiner. He's our D-backs insider at Arizona Sports. He joins us live from Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia after Game 7. Alex, I know you've been hyper-focused on the D-backs and the NLCS, but what do we know about what is uh, awaiting them in the World Series facing the Texas Rangers? What do they do well? What do we know about
1: them? Yeah. I feel like I haven't gotten to watch that series much. I mean, just without with the, how it's been timed, I'm gonna have to go in and watch all those games tomorrow probably. Um, but yeah, this is, but they've, they've seen the Texas Rangers, um, a couple of times this season. Remember that was Brandon Fott's debut was earlier in Arlington. That's right. Um,
0: wow. Full circle.
1: <laughs> I know. No kidding. You know, first game, eventually last game of the season. So, um, They've seen him a couple of times. The Rangers came to chase field for a two game series. Uh, I believe that was in September, maybe late August or early. That might've been in August. It was in the final two months of the season. Um, yeah. Another, you know, very good lineup with, they spent a lot of money on a lot of the some big boppers there with, you know, Corey Seager, especially who had a tremendous season. Mark Simeon, who continues to be a solid player. And Adolis Garcia was, you know, the man of the hour for them in the, uh, in the ALCS. They're going up against a a rotation that has had its injuries. But right now, Nathan Uvalde shoving like uh, as good as he would want anybody to. And Jordan Montgomery, a potential trade target for the Diamondbacks reportedly uh, at the deadline. He comes over to the Rangers and he's been terrific for them. So it's it's a good top end of the rotation. It's a good lineup. It's going to be another tough challenge.
0: You mentioned a bunch of names, but if you had to just pick one guy, from the Rangers that you in particular are going to be watching very, very closely to see how they perform in this series. Who do you, who is it and why?
1: Uh, again, I have to watch a lot of their games um, over the next couple of days to, to get a better feel for that. I guess Nathan Uvaldi, just because I know he had a good season. He got hurt working his way back and then to be as terrific as he was in the ALCS. I mean, um, he gave them ACE like stuff. So I think it would probably be Uvalde, but uh, again, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, ask me more Rangers questions maybe tomorrow night or or into. Or into right, Thursday. I, I'll respect I'll the process. You're you're a for, big yeah. film
0: watcher, Alex. I'll, I'll respect the process. No problem. There. <laughs> Fair enough. We're talking to our D-backs insider, Alex
2: Weiner. Doesn't cover the Texas Rangers at ArizonaSports.com. Uh, <laughs> poor Alex has to watch more baseball games tomorrow. I know. His job. Hey, yeah, uh, like, are are you
0: following the team straight to uh, Arlington, or are you coming back for one stay?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm going straight to Arlington. I mean, it would, it would be a little silly to fly to Arizona just to turn around like the next morning and fly to and
2: Arlington. It, so. And the team is going yeah. straight there, right? Yeah. Okay. See, I saw Tori Lavello I, say I something so. about, yeah. you know, I hope all the fans show up at the airport to greet us. He might be talking about coming home for game three on Monday. That might be what he's Which talking about. Which they definitely um, will maybe, do.
1: Maybe that's, something I, maybe that's something I have to double check then.
2: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Um, no worries. I thought they were.
2: Yeah, I thought they would too. That game is very quickly approaching game one on Friday. Hey, Alex, thanks so much for checking in with us after all these road games. I think it's awesome that you get to travel with the team and cover all this stuff for us on the road. We really appreciate your time, your efforts, and uh, we'll see you for the World Series. How about that?
1: I know. Isn't that crazy? All right. See you, boys.
2: all right, Alex, that's Alex Weiner. You're going to want to check out all of his stuff at ArizonaSports.com covering the Diamondbacks for us. The Arizona Diamondbacks win Game 7 4-2 to two, over the Philadelphia Phillies in their ballpark, sending them home permanently while they head to the World Series for the second time in franchise history. And that is when we will see you next on Friday evening after Game 1. For Mitch Varelis, I'm Steve Zinsmeister. For everybody else here who made the show go and allowed us to talk about baseball late, late into the evening with you, and to all of you who called in tonight, over 20 people by my math who we talked to tonight, I just want to thank you, we both do, for joining us on the NLCS postgame special, and we welcome you to join us on Friday for the Arizona Sports World Series special.